The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, October 19th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 44. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios in, at the Star. And uh, I'm blessed today to have some... <laughs> some, some uh, <laughs> the Dreadheads is here. Yeah. Oh. I was actually I was thinking two Dreads and a, and a ball fade. But I, right now... <laughs> We also have the lovely Amber Garcia joining us, but uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun here these next two days. If you guys haven't noticed, we're mixing things up for the bye week as we normally do. Uh, I got my man Isaiah uh, with see, me. Isaiah Stanback. See, 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 see. Everybody makes that mistake. Well, how do you do that? See, I, even, I even cut what my dreads. You, you, you just pointed. <laughs> no, I wasn't pointing. I was, I was just talking you saw in the general. I wasn't, that. that was not a. You, you, you literally that. said my man Isaiah. Then you no, said I, with Isaiah. You see, I was following the hand. I was, you said I Isaiah. Was the hand. Didn't he say that? Isaiah Stanback. There it is. Jesse Holly. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, of two other shows. We're not going to mention those shows. Ooh. We'll talk about that one. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? Tomorrow before we end the show, I'm going to give both of y'all. So y'all get ready. I'm going to uh-huh. give you like two minutes apiece to sell your show. Oh, I'm going to give you a chance. Uh, I'm going to give you a chance to be able show. to let... All the people that listen to the break normally, uh-huh. which is we got a really big audience. Uh-huh. So this is great marketing for you guys. So <laughs> what I'm going to let you do, I'm going to give you a second to be able to just talk about your show and let people know why maybe they should come out and check mm. it out. Like you coat, you, like you coat shirt, shirt tie and all that kind of stuff now, but where are you from? Like Crosby, Texas. Right. Small town. Small town. Crosby. Yeah. Right. Crosby. We 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 all come actually from Barrett Station is the the actual name. That's where the brothers live. Right. Barrett Station. Right. So we're Barrett gonna say Station. Barrett Station. Barrett Station. Right. If, Barrett so Station. we've all known some brothers right. from the streets. Yeah. yeah. Ain't no brother from the street ever had to advertise their stuff. Ooh. I don't. Need, I don't. Well, you don't have ooh. to. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. You, gi- you you ooh. give it you give it to the right person. Mm. They advertise it. For they it. they they taste it. Mm. The streets start talking. Mm. Okay. But yeah. So so here's what I'm. That's why I'm. So that's what I'm gonna you let you do. The streets no, already. No, the streets no, already no, talking no, about know. hanging with the I boys. Don't know. Not enough. Not o- not over here in this break neighborhood. They're not talking about hanging with the boys. So I'm gonna give you a chance mm. to get your testers out, Listen. and then we see what happens. Right? Call it whatever you want. Just don't call it blue magic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Uh, we got a lot we're gonna talk about. What I'm gonna do over the next two days is. We're going to really go big picture. we got a lot of questions I'm going to throw at you guys, just big picture. Give you guys an opportunity to talk about what you think of this team through six games. Um, obviously, it's been very exciting here. Yes. Probably more exciting than anything we've seen uh, in quite a while around here. So I'm going to start first. I, I want to go back a little bit to the New England game. There were a few questions I had from that game that I wanted to start talking to you guys about. Uh, let's start first with what things do you think uh, Belichick exposed that Dallas will have to see over the next few weeks? Because as we know in the NFL, it is a copycat league. You show teams what can possibly be a kryptonite for a team. They're going to try to do the same thing. So, what do you think? That what are some of the things you think Belichick may have shown this last week? Big boy ball, um, the ability to simply just I'm bigger and I'm stronger than you, um, and I'm coming at you downhill every single play. You saw that with New England's first drive. Um, I mentioned it yesterday on yesterday's show. They, they went 13 personnel for the entire first drive. 
They went 13 personnel for the whole first drive. Mm-hmm. Three tight ends. I don't care. We're using all five linemen, all three tight ends, and we're coming downhill. Good luck trying to stop us. And we struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, we have some of our key our key pieces that are missing um, in terms of former Gallimore, D-Law. Um, we'll get Tristan Hill back, you know, some of those guys. But that's a problem. If we, if we face an opponent that has the personnel to, to, you know, and that's something that we give up by having a fast defense. When you have a fast defense, just like when we played against Carolina, they had a fast defense that could run and hit you, but what do we do? We just said, okay, we're bigger and faster. We're bigger and stronger than you. We're just going to run the ball down your throat. So when you choose to have a defense like we have now that's so versatile, that's so fast, that's, that has those various various um, personnels, we're going to give up something, and I think we, we're giving up size and strength in that regard. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. Is For a long time, the Cowboys have been weak in the middle of their defense, mm-hmm. uh, up front. And I said in early last week coming into that show that this game will be won or lost at the line of scrimmage. That Bill Belichick and company wanted to control that line of scrimmage, being that they will be physical on their side offensively and then defensively being able to create some uh, uh, some 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 confusion, some pressure, really attack the middle of our offensive line. And and for for the Cowboys, uh, you know, they they really have to kind of if they want something to work on to kind of be the quote-unquote complete team, it's trying to find ways, okay, we know that we're fast, we know that we're physical, we know that we have dynamic playmakers on our our, our, our defense, but how can we shore up that middle? Um, now, when you talk about the team that we have coming down the stretch, next up being Minnesota, we, knew what, we know what Minnesota will try to do to us. <laughs> they will try to do what? The New England Patriots did to us. And Dalvin Cook has been a thorn in our side, both running the football and catching the football. But a lot of teams don't have the ability to do what the the Patriots do. A lot of teams don't have the ability to do what Minnesota will try to do with Dalvin Cook. So in in contrast to that is we – Teams will either have to continue to play their style of football and hope that it works or adapt, yeah. or try to go another way. Because most teams don't can't do what the Patriots do. You don't have the personnel and you don't have the brain power. And that's that's that is key. So you, it's easy to say it's a copycat league, but it's hard to copycat when you don't got the cats to copy it. But let me ask you this. What did you think that this last game was an aberration when it comes to um, the running game and not being able to stop the running game, or had you seen shades of this in other games? Maybe other teams didn't do it to the level that the the Patriots did. But did you see moments where you were like, "Hmm, this could be a problem going down the stretch"? I mean, I think there's pieces that we obviously need to shore up on the, on the defensive front. But overall, we've had some really good play out of our defensive front. You got some guys like Osa, Basham, some guys that are really starting to show up and play. Um, but at the end of the day, this, this comes down to personnel matchups, and you know. I, that's why I hate when some when people say, "Oh, well, this team you beat this team, but you couldn't beat this team." Yeah. Like, it's all about matchups. It's all about matchups. Just you know, there's, there might be some some big boys across that across the way that you just can't handle. These I mean, there's, these are grown men that get paid. I, I'm sorry, Cowboys Nation. <laughs> these boys get paid too, yeah. right? And um, and that's one thing that they invest in. They invest in big guys up front and dominant downhill because at the end of the game, at the end of the day, Coach Belichick wants you to have a tight game where he can just just smash mouth football. That's it. He, if he could run the ball 80 times a game, he would do it. And, and the thing that we have going to our advantage to help our defense, and this is why I was so 
I was all for Mike McCarthy going for it early in the football game. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was too, actually. I was so for it. Yeah, I was so I was so for it, one, because I want to set a tone. And two, the thing that the Cowboys can do well that other teams can't do is that we can score Strike at fast. Will. Yeah. And when you score early and often, teams now have to play outside of their mm-hmm. realm. Mm-hmm. And if we if now, we gifted them 14 points, which made us have to kind of play a little bit differently, and they were able to kind of stick to the script mm-hmm. of what they wanted to do. But when you come out early, and teams already know, they already know, they t- they cut the film on, and they like, you got Zeke, you got Tony, you got Schultz, you got um, Jarwin, you got CD, Amar. You can't stop all these dudes. So once you go up 14, all that running, that running the football and trying to eat up possessions and eat up clock, that goes out the door. And now you have to play a game that we want you to play, and it has kind of worked in our favor because Trayvon Diggs is just sitting back there saying, all right, you guys may get me for one or two quarters, and I may give up a couple plays here and there, but you throw another one, I'm, I'm going to get it. And so that's the Cowboys have had that advantage all year long is with those weapons offensively. Teams haven't been able to do what they want to do in the running game yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, to our defense yeah, because you just got to score with us. Yeah. And the, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, they 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 came out with a great plan that said, you know what, today you will play our game. And the Cowboys did for most of the game, have to play that game. And then it just came down to we got We're one too many it. horses. Yeah. And so, then, so to Derek's point, do you think that, that these guys just opened up a wound that was already there? Or do you think that because of – the game plans, or because of how we've been ahead again, most games we haven't necessarily had to had to encounter the running so much. Yeah, you a lot of people you can try. Yeah, you know people always say what Mike Tyson always says: everybody got a game plan until you get yeah, punched no. in the face. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So you can come out and try it if you want to, but when you're down 14 points, yeah, for sure. and, and 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 number four and company walking back out on the field again, you start saying, all right, now we got to match them Abandon point the for game. point. Yeah, yeah. You Amber, know, the the way I see it is like, yeah, there are a lot of things that need to be cleaned up in the Cowboys play on defense and also on offense. You know, all the penalties we Mm -hmm. talked about yesterday. But I think that this game and the way that it played out, it actually showcased something very positive that the Cowboys have in our building. And it's to show opponents that this is not the same team that was years ago and even last year that, you know, when mistakes happen, it just goes downhill and Mm -hmm. they can't really catch up. No, this is a team that's actually fighting and going out there and, and, and building this chemistry of, you know, there there's no laziness. Even on the defensive side of the ball, you can see little things that happen that are not good and need improvement, but at the same time, you're seeing a defense that is energized mm-hmm. and go out there with fire and it's fighting back. So I think that's something that the fact that they won that game the way that they did in overtime against Bill Belichick is actually going to show other teams down the road that this is not a Cowboys team to really mess around or sleep on. You know, this is someone that whatever you do, they're going to come back and keep fighting for it. Yeah, that's a good point because I think, uh, and I I would say this, when you get to a point like that where you have a team that handles adversity well, I put that on coaching and I put that on confidence. And I think this team has a lot of both. Now, you can say what you want to say about Mike McCarthy, but whether it's Mike McCarthy or whether it's the offensive or the defensive coordinator, they're figuring out ways, even when they get in a game like that where things aren't going their way, to figure out how they can make the adjustments they need to make in order to get themselves back into the game and ultimately win it. And that's the sign of a really good team. Let's talk about Dak Prescott for a second. Uh, we know that he got hurt there on that last play of the game. 
Really great play, obviously, to win the game. I was happy with the fact that they were just being aggressive and didn't just think, hey, we're in our kicker's range, which we've heard so much this year. Don't do that. Like, Don't do if that. you got a chance, your best shot is to let Ford do his thing, and that's what they did. He got the touchdown, but he gets the, the calf injury. How concerned are you guys about this calf injury? I know they have the bye week, uh, but that's two weeks is still not a long time to recover from an injury. How concerned are you? I'm very concerned. It should be. like, <clears throat> And I get it. You know, there's – talk throughout the building about it's not that bad. You know, initially everybody said, well, it's not Michael Gallo, right? Everyone was, it's not Michael Gallo, right? right? Yeah. Everyone wants to say that. It's not Michael Gallo. Well, I'm glad they said that too because it's, it's been Martin? a while. Yeah. My thing is, <laughs> it's the right calf. Mm-hmm. The same calf, same leg of the ankle surgery. Now, I'm no doctor, no trainer. I don't have a PhD. I went to a public university. <laughs> Barely got out of there. (laughs) But when you talk about that particular play, right, Dak Prescott rolling out to his right, delivering the ball down the field, what happens when we got to do that against Minnesota? What happens when you have to do that against Atlanta? Does that now hinder his ability to do those things, his ability to be mobile in the pocket, his ability to take off and run when it's time to take off and run? It may not be an issue now. Maybe it's an issue two weeks from now. Maybe it's an issue three weeks from now. Pushing off on that leg. And Isaiah, I'll let you speak more into this because you have more of history playing at that position. But everything is so critical from the quarterback's position about balance, about having the right base to deliver the, fall, to deliver the ball accurately down the football field. So if your base is off and everything that we want to do in this offense, we can't do it, now to me that, that worries me some. And – I think we don't – you can say that, you know, we have nothing to worry about because this week we have nothing to worry about. We got no game. Mm. But I just think it's a little bit deeper than just we don't have anything to worry about. Well, I, could, I say this first. We don't know how, how bad it is. Well, I don't think we'll ever find out really how bad no. it is. Um, they'll get an MRI. They have – luckily he has the best training staff in the league. Trust me, I've tested most of them out. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> he has an amazing staff, and he has a lot of all the resources he needs. With that said, back to what, what Jesse said, we've had two guys out with calf strains. Gallup this year, we haven't seen him since week one. We're going into week six, six weeks, right? Mm-hmm. By week, okay. So we haven't seen Gallup since he had his calf strain. Zach Martin last year, calf strain. Okay, he was out, obviously, for a minute. Um, <clears throat> at the quarterback position, Yes, it was his, his injured ankle, but just just taking the the ankle out of it, as a quarterback, you're dropping back. You're pushing off your left leg as a right-handed quarterback. You're pushing off your left leg, and you're setting setting your base with your right leg. right? So that's the leg that he has to set. Now, obviously, the ankle's fine. We can set on the ankle. But now with the calf, think about that. right? That is literally absorbing all your energy from dropping back. Now that you've absorbed that energy, if you set on that back leg, now you're asking him to drive off of that back leg and push and throw the ball. Okay, now people can say, oh, he doesn't have to push. He, he's strong enough arm. All right, but now that comes into matter, what did he do in camp? Shoulder and arm. Shoulder and the shoulder pick, whatever they, they called it, right? So if he's not pushing off his leg and he's using his upper body more he's to off. create the velocity, now he's putting that at risk. So it's not even just one thing here. It's not just a calf or a calf. He'll be okay. We don't know how bad it is. It might be something he needs a week off of, a week off of, or he might need it multiple weeks. But even if he is allowed to play, it plays a role because now it puts his shoulder at, at risk for potentially injuring that simply because he's going to be trying to create velocity off of that versus just sitting back and throwing off his regular leg. Yeah, it's a really great point because I think both of you guys make because 
one thing begets another, yep. right? When you start talking about injuries, the body is all connected. Yep. So if you're favoring something, then it puts extra pressure on something else. And how long can that handle the extra yep. pressure? That can create a lot of issues for him. Amber, and you can start. Putting the physical part aside, and I know, and Dak is one of the most confident guys I have ever met. But you have to take into account the mental aspect of it, and and you can't help it sometimes. You know, hesitation. Him being mindful of that, and then creating that extra step in his mind, and then throwing to the mix what Tyler Biadish is dealing with. You know, that's a, something else in the in the formula there that Dak has to kind of keep in mind the little struggles that he has had at the center position, then it just takes away maybe from his full focus of this thing of the football that it's actually now becoming something so natural to him. You know, he has you don't see him just standing there in the pocket really thinking things through. So I just it makes me wonder, although he's super confident Makes me wonder, okay, is this going to really kind of slow him down mentally and what he's doing in the field before making a play? Aside from, obviously, what these guys mentioned as far as the physical aspect. And I think it changes the game plan as well because when he's healthy, right, Kellen can call anything he wants to call. But when he's not healthy, you you have to now condense what you can call, right? Mm-hmm. Where maybe we're not calling as many rollouts. Mm-hmm. The great thing is you get Lyle Collins back. I don't know how rusty he'll be, uh, but now you maybe have a little bit more security and he doesn't have to kind of scramble that much in the pocket. But one of his biggest throws, if you watch in the last game, right, uh, you got the, the, the DN coming up. What does he do? He pulls through and now he has to break out to the right. Does he have that mobility to do that again? Mm-hmm. Because... We're at a point in time of the season where there's so much film out there, and now teams can say, okay, here's what we want to do, here's what we can do. And, you know, you're talking about how to stop this Cowboys offense. There's not really no way to really stop the Cowboys offense unless you can get to four. Yeah. And if I know four is hampered, then you've been around long enough, you've been around long enough, you've been around. I, Zimmer's coming. Like, he's not going <laughs> to sit back and just say, oh, no, we'll just wait. That's not who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, Zimmer's going to come. And he's going to bring blitzes from every single where. And he's going to test Tyler Biotis. He's going to test Lyle. You've been out for five weeks, Lyle. I'm going to test and see if you're ready to go. And, oh, by the way, I know what y'all said he was okay. I know y'all said he was all right. We're going to find out. We're going to find out just how okay he really is. And we're going to touch him up a little bit. And I wouldn't even – and this is not – I wouldn't say it's dirty, but it is it is said amongst teams. Hey, Make them feel you. I ain't saying hit them late. I ain't saying be dirty. But every time you get close enough, mm-hmm. put a little, put a little pad on them. Yeah. Put a little shot on them. Let, let them know you. I'm, I'm near. I'm coming. I'm touching you. You're going to feel my presence all day long. So it's, it's, it's one of those deals where it's, it's whew, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this offense. I actually want to talk about Dak, and I want to see where you guys place him among the other quarterbacks in the NFL this year because there's a lot of good quarter play, quarterback play happening. He's obviously among them. I want to see where you guys rank him in that top five. Maybe you push him into that top ten. We'll do it when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. 
Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. i got Isaiah, Jesse, Amber all with me. We're talking some Cowboys football. Uh, let's talk about the quarterback position. And there's always this, this debate that happens around the NFL throughout every season of how do you rank quarterbacks around the league. There have been some really good quarterback play, um, and, and Dak has been right there among them. I'm going to throw out some names for you guys. These don't have to be yours, but I want you guys to kind of rank your top five for me. you got guys like Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray, who, Kyler Murray, whose team is undefeated, and he's playing really good football. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Lots of good quarterbacks. How would you rank your top five, and where would you put Dak? Start with you, Jesse. Everybody don't go at uh, – for me, I'll say this. I got Dak at three. Okay, so who's one and two? So Dak is three for me. I got Kyler playing at two. Until he's dethroned. Mm. Until he's dethroned, TV twelve. I'm putting Tom at one. Okay, Tom's at one to me, and maybe I'm just—I don't know. He's—he's I, he's one of my NFL man crushes, but I got Tom, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers at four, and Lamar Jackson at five. Mm. That's my—that's my five, right there. I might have to say Ditto, man, as I'm going through. Y'all wouldn't, give, y'all wouldn't give because I, I actually was I, I was thinking you guys might give Lamar Jackson a little more love. No, no, no. I think his ability he makes plays, but I don't in terms of everything that a quarterback is in my head. I don't think he's consistent enough in that regard, and he, he be acting childish. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, but yeah, TB twelve is much. All right, I'll be real with you. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. TB twelve is my dog. You know that we both played with mm-hmm. right now. Kyler Murray's number one. Yeah. Kyler Murray's the most the most dominant quarterback in this league right now. Simply not only just with his arm, and it's about to get better because he has a tight end coming in. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Zach Ertz. Uh, but his throwing ability and he'll destroy you with his legs yeah. if you even try him. If you even try him. I don't think that Dak presents that 
problem or that threat right now. Now he'll he'll torch you through the air right now, and he'll run when he has to. But Kyler can create mm-hmm. with his legs. So for that reason, I give him number one. Then I go TB twelve, and then I throw, I throw, uh, I throw Dak in there, probably three, and then you got obviously got Pat Mahomes in there, at number four. You know, hmm. and then, okay. So yeah, it's interesting because <clears throat> Kyler Murray, like. If and, and I, I assume you guys watched him back when he was in high school and how dominant he was in high school. Obviously, uh, won a Heisman Trophy in college. Like this is who this dude is, and mm-hmm. it seems like now he's starting to figure out the NFL game. And so it, it should be very concerning <laughs> yeah. to everybody in the NFL that's not an Arizona Cardinals fan that this dude is starting to figure it out. Yeah, he's and downloaded he, the, he the knows, cheat code. Yeah, he knows how to win, and like you said, he presents uh, that unique balance. That I don't know that there's another quarterback in the league no. right now. That, that is equally good in both those different areas, passing and running, as he is, and, and that are real game changers like yeah. he is with his legs and with his arm. Like, it's yeah. just it's that's amazing. The, that's the last quarterback I want to face. Yeah. If I was if I if I if I was just a defensive coordinator coming into the, with the 33rd team ever in the NFL <laughs> history, that's the last dude I want to face. You can't game plan him. What do you do to stop him? Yeah. You draft Micah Parsons. You need a couple of those. Good luck. I mean, that's why that's why you're you're gonna get your chance. I'm I'm circling. I've been circling that game. You know, I'm circling. I am circling that game because that's gonna be a heck of a matchup. All right, so let's go back to the beginning of the season. Let's go through these first six weeks, and I'm gonna start with you, Amber. Tell me what do you think was the most impressive performance uh, that the Cowboys have had? Let's remind you guys they lost to Tampa Bay 31-29 to start the season. Then they go to to, uh, Los Angeles, beat the Chargers 20-17. Uh, Dallas then beats Philadelphia, destroys Philadelphia 41-21. Uh, then they beat Carolina at home 36-28. Uh, then destroy the Giants 44-20. And then uh, last week's or last two gate two days ago, the game against uh, the Patriots, they win 35-29. Which game was most impressive to you? Well. Week one was pretty impressive, I think, because of the opponent, obviously, and the way that they played. They were right up there battling back and forth. But I'm going to have to stick with this past weekend, them beating the the Patriots, just because of how dirty the game was. You know, the the mistakes that were made, not just that. You got to add everything that happened with the refs and all the flags and everything that was kind of pushing against the Cowboys to not let it go their way. And yet, the way they were able to fight back, it's just, to me, that was pretty impressive. That's something I've been wanting to see. So it was just, honestly, the most exciting game. And and it, not the most enjoyable at times, but definitely, I think, the the one that showed the most for them. I would say, I would say last game. I would say the Patriots game, simply because it, it had everything – all the forms of adversity that you really have to overcome. You had to overcome the environment. You had to overcome the greatest coach of all time. You had to overcome being down. You had to overcome injuries. Right? You had to overcome turnovers. So everything that you had to overcome, oh, and by the way, you weren't at full capacity because you have guys out still. So we're still not at 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like last week's game was probably the most um, impressive win to date simply because we've had our playmakers had to stand up. Not only did we had to game plan our way back into the game and stay in the game, we get we tried to we tried to cancel ourselves out with penalties, which were terrible penalties they have to sure up. Guys stepped up and made plays. Your playmakers made plays. The guys that you pay out the wazoo to make sure that they do that. But then guess what? The guys behind them did it too. So everybody wanted in on that victory. So I think that that was the most impressive. Yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep because I say the same thing. Um, it was one of the – it's one of those games when you go back at the end of the year and you're kind of like just looking at how your season went. 
that was a defining moment for this football team. Uh, you go to a place where historically you just haven't been able to win up there. Uh, you haven't been able to win in Foxborough against uh, that coach and that team, and you know what it's all. You, you knew it was going to be a tough game, and you found ways. The biggest thing for this team that we have not seen in such a long time, and Amber, you hit on it, was the ability to adapt and adjust. Um, we talk about it all the time and we hear about it all the time, but we haven't seen it a lot with this with this football uh, team uh, in the years past. But you saw the adjustments. You saw the team continue the fight. You saw them overcome um, adversity. And for many, 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 many times before, a team that we've seen would go into a game like this and fold like cheap lawn chairs mm-hmm. and would have been like, oh, we're going to just take this L and go and head home. But they kept fighting, kept fighting. Ty Naseki came in and, mm-hmm. and held his own for a little bit. Said Wilson with the probably outside of maybe CD's catch. Most of, yeah, amazing. And probably had one of the best catches and might be the most important catch of the game on a fourth down. And for your quarterback to go on a fourth down and say, you know what? Yeah, I get it. He's the number four wide receiver. I'm throwing it to him. I'm throwing it to him, and and hell of a throw, and even hell of a catch because that ball had Easy. to be perfect. Yeah, right. You, you you're not going to CD who had a great game. You're not going. And to by the way, it wasn't Lamar. perfect. Like said that to go up and get that one. That right. wasn't a perfect throw. Like said, I mean, made I mean a, a perfect yeah. throw. Saying because there was a DB that was sitting right yeah. there. Yeah. Like you know, what I mean, it was perfect in the sense of getting it right over got the height it. and yeah. said you know said went up there and got it. So this was this game had a little bit of everything in it, man. And to walk out of there victorious is one that can carry the momentum for this. team team for, I mean, weeks upon weeks upon weeks because you can look back and say, hey, man, listen, we were down, we were out, the refs, uh, you know, away, the crowd was against us, everything was against us, but we battled through, we fought through, and we came out with a victory. And those type of things you look at and you say, this is how you win championships. This is how you put yourself in a position to win championships. Yeah, the, the, the fact of the matter, if you watch the NFL, you know any team that's going to go deep in the playoffs has these kinds yep. of games and they win these kinds of games because that's the nature of the playoff. Like That's going to be NFL playoff football. Yes. Like When you're playing these good teams, you're going to have adversity. They're going to win some too, like you said before. They get paid too, mm-hmm. and they're good teams too. So you're going to have to just weather the adversity. You're going to have to figure out a way to win. You keep chipping, and then when it gets down to the end of the game, you got to make a play. And I think there's a lot that that was made about that game offensively and them driving down to get that. But you got to give some credit to the defense. Like, going right there into overtime, they made a stop. Like, they didn't allow them to get down, kick a field goal. There was none of that. They had a stop and forced them to punt. That you put on the defense because we always talk about this defense. Can you make the stops at the moments in the game when you need to make the stop? Mm-hmm. They did, and that allowed the opportunity for the offense to then go and, and win even the ball like game. past years, how many times have we would would we talk about how the defense would be already tired, like towards the second half mm-hmm. of the game? It's like they were exhausted, and obviously that affects them. But now they can keep up, and obviously with the help that the offense is giving them, it's just it's creating the perfect balance for them. What well, I mean, that's created because you got guys that are secondary and third, you know, third third guys that are stepping up and making plays. So as a defensive coordinator, you can rotate them. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can rotate guys. The guys aren't having to be out there mm-hmm. as long. They're not getting all those reps yeah, on them anymore. Um, but you know, but to that point, you know, we had guys that were some, you know, Rod Wood, Woody said it yesterday. We had some just some dogs. You know, Randy Gregory, they should have had a holding call and they didn't call it. So what did yep. he do? Did he complain about it? No, he got pissed off and said, forget it. All right, I'll make the play. <laughs> right. All right. Since you're since y'all ain't gonna call it, I'm gonna run through this dude's face. Right. And then you got Diggs coming up there and snatching that thing up. Um, you got, you know, I mentioned yesterday, Gifford. I don't know how he got through there. Yeah. But yeah. Gifford was like, hey, 
don't forget about me. Yeah. I'm about to make a play. So you now you got everybody coming off. You know, everybody's coming to the playground trying to make plays. But that's what winning does. Yeah. Like when your team is winning, you want in. Yep. However, you can get in. Yep. Coach, special teams. All right, come on, I'm in. Because you you want you, you want your nothing. name to be a part of something. You yep. don't want to just when you're guy. losing, you just like man, my check will be here on Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like whatever. But when te- when it's when you're winning and everybody's enthusiastic and you're looking around, you're saying. How can I be a part of this? Yeah. How can I get a chance to get my name in the billing? And so this is this is a, 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 I said this word wrong two weeks ago. This is a rejuvenated team mm-hmm. because guys want you want to be a part of winning. Mm-hmm. You know that's why everybody wants to come on hanging with the boys. You just want to <laughs> be a part. No, as you slide over to the break. Yeah, everybody wants to. <laughs> right. All right, we're going to take our fi- final break. When we come back, we got more questions for these guys. I want to talk about a, a couple of the offensive players. We'll talk about defense tomorrow, but I want to talk about a couple of the offensive players who have uh, who've been out and their return and what this means in their return. Mm. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run Package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star we're talking about the offense, big picture about the offense. Tomorrow we'll get into uh, some topics around the defense. But there have been uh, two players I want to talk about who have been out uh, on injury uh, and and presumably may be coming. Well, not injury, actually, for Lyle. It was a suspension. But uh, both are projected to possibly be back after the bye. You've got Lyle Collins, right tackle, and you got wide receiver uh, Michael Gallup. My question for you guys is who will add more to the offense when they return? Because both of their replacements have played fairly well here in their absence. Who adds more when they, they come back? Gallup. Why? 
what he what you have to you have to respect the crap out of him when he's on the field. Um, he is our deep threat. Yes, Cedric Wilson can run, um, but he's not a, he's not feared by the opposing team, right? Maybe just because he hasn't had enough reps to be feared. Um, he's fully capable, but Gallup is known. Uh, when you when Gallup's on the field, you better identify where the heck he's at. Otherwise, he's going to end up behind you and Does your safety. Cedric an advantage though? Um, not if we're not utilizing him that way, right? Yes. So I mean that's so that's that's the thing, right? I mean so th- it gives him advantage if you're going to go to him, but Gallup could draw draw. Yeah. I mean now Gallup might come very well come back and not get the ball, but guess who else is going to eat? Mm-hmm. Coop's going to eat. CD is going to eat. Yeah. Schultz is going to continue. That to safety eat. has to he respect. Has Gallup. to respect yeah. him. And if you don't respect him, you're going to he's going to hit you over the head with the oopsie because him because Gallup and um, and Dak have a great relationship. Right, and they have chemistry. So I think Gallup comes back and has a big, great impact whenever he does uh, decide or have opportunity to come back. Collins will come back, and he's he's the for sure thing, right? He's the thing that you you don't have to worry about him. But his replacement has stepped up and not raised any concerns. Mm-hmm. So um, in terms of who will have the greatest impact, I have to go with Gallup. I would agree with Gallup, but it's interesting. Um, we were talking about it during the break, you know, what happens when Lyle comes back. And it's one of those things that this offensive line has had so many struggles injury-wise, you know, and then getting adjusted and adapted to different things. You know, uh, last year we saw many switches, and then we finally got a guy that didn't have a great year last year, and then this year is stepping it up. And I'm like, I don't want to move. I don't, I don't want to touch it. And I know it's Lyle. I know he's a guy that has proven himself as well. But then when something is working, why mess with it again? So I'm curious what is really going to happen here. And if one thing McCarthy has shown, and it was last year, he's not necessarily scared to be like, oh, well, he's the starter. He has to be there. We saw it happen last year. And I know uh, a veteran guy has their power and, you know, he's the guy that's supposed to go there. But McCarthy seems to not be afraid to... Do the un what would you call that unconventional thing? unconventional thing? So we'll see what happens there. But I'd definitely go with uh, Michael Gallup as the biggest threat. But well, to combat both of your points, because I'm going with Isle Collins. Okay, you just said right, and you said, well, if it's not broke, if it's not if it ain't broke, if it ain't, you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm wrong with this passing game. Dak is slinging that thing around the park. Seven eight guys a game get at least a catch or two. We ain't missed Michael Gallup. Ain't nothing that Michael Gallup has brought that we we sit back and we go, dang man, I show us we would have had a deep threat. Nope. If, if we didn't get a, a holding a holding penalty, say would have had a fifty yard bomb last game. Mm-hmm. The passing game has not fallen off, mm-hmm. not one bit. Agreed. When it's been time to go to the passing game, easily. Oh, boop 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 boop. How do you want it? Mm-hmm. Who wants it? Where it's gonna go? So for me, it's show up the offensive line. And I get it. Ty Steele has done a good job this year. He has earned himself some money because we all know it's hard to find offensive linemen in this league. And once you find a couple, you like to keep those bad boys. So now we know that he can play. He could. We, we finally found our swing tackle. So if 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 Tyron happened to have a little bit of lingering neck or elbow or shoulder or knee or ankle or whatever. Cool. Terrence Steele is playing with a ton of confidence. Mm-hmm. He is familiar with the calls. He's familiar with the offensive line. And now we can shift him over to the left-hand side. But if I want to be a dominant offense, not just a dominant passing game, if I want to be a dominant offense, then I want the best players on my offensive line. Mm-hmm. And while Terrence has played a really good season, 
Lyle's a better player. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why Lyle was in that position before mm-hmm. the suspension. Michael Gallup, we haven't missed a beat. Nobody has missed a beat. Dak is still has the highest completion percentage in the National Football League, is third in touchdowns in the National Football League, is third in yards in the National Football League. So there's no need to go out there and mess with the, with the receivers. They are all doing mm-hmm. just fine. But let me challenge you a little bit. You guys both played in the league, so you know this. You've seen this. Um, there is something about an NFL offense, especially good teams, uh, about their ability to evolve as the season goes on. As the season goes on, they start showing more and more and more. So just when you think, let's say, for example, you just finished a New England game where you feel like maybe Belichick may have exposed some things, like this may be a way for you to kind of slow them down a bit. Now adding that new wrinkle of, oh, yeah, by the way, we got this guy that can go yard on you. Like, right, that's the part that may be missing a bit. They haven't done that a whole lot this year. We saw CD uh, have the the deep pass, uh, what was that, last game, not the last game, game four last. But that has not been something that is tradition, that has been in this offense a lot this year. It was in the offense a lot last year before Dak got hurt. So I'm interested to see is this a moment where the offense can evolve even more and create even more of a problem for a team that's getting ready to play the Cowboys on how do we now? handle this challenge do now it becomes a situation do we have to take away the running game do we have to take take away the short to medium passing game or do we have to really be concerned about the deep ball and giving up that one or two play drive that now turns into a touchdown that's the part where i think gallup can provide a a big difference over what they have now because he allows the offense to evolve yeah what do you think and that's what i think i think gallup is is presents more of a of a Respect factor in terms of what the defense has to honor, right? No, I'm not disrespecting or disregarding what you're saying in terms of Collins. Collins is a better player than Steele. That's that's easily said. Um, But there's a continuity aspect that goes with the offensive line, right? And when you've missed how many games? Five games? When you miss five games, it's going to take a little bit to get rolling again. All right, now, will he get there? Absolutely, right? Um, But do I see us all of a sudden becoming a more dominant running game, uh, the running team, because Collins is in there? No, because our issues have come from the interior line, because we're undersized there with Connor Williams and and Tyler Biotis. We're undersized in the interior. We haven't had any issues running outside. Um, I think that Gallup gives us the ability to score more and to be threatened more and do more offensively. Now, Huge testament. Everything that you just said in terms of Kellen Moore, his ability to to make things happen, even in the absence of Gallup. That's a great offensive coordinator. Make you feel like you're not missing a beat in that regard. But we are missing him in terms of our ability to go over the top. And we have not, to your point, we have not had that threat. All of our big plays, we had one, they ran they ran man and CD got by him last week or the week before. Um, but everything else has pretty much been over routes. Pretty much been over routes that we, where we had our big plays. And that's cool, but we need a guy that can – Get that go juice. Yeah, but that's been <clears throat> go look at the, the across the league. What has been the dominant route yeah, that people absolutely. have? This 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 new deep over situation is saying, okay, I'm going to clear out the top and I'm going to take one of my fastest guys, run him across, and it's going to run him across. And if I get the prote- if I get the protection, mm-hmm. if I got the offensive line to protect me, then I can just I can just wait for him to go from this hash mark and looking good. I got from the, I got from this hash mark to that mm-hmm. sideline. My guy's faster than that safety or that DB was on his hip, and I could just throw it out there for mm-hmm. a big play. The the vertical passing game, the the Randy Moss 
put your hand up passing game. It's changed. It's changed. It's, you see more of the deep overs. You see more of a clear out. And then once you hit him on that one time with that clear out, now that safety bites down. Mm-hmm. And now you hit him over the top. Right. With, with, you know. And I think we're all agreeing with that. I think the point, though, is that just adds that extra dimension now. But that's you got to protect of, it. I, I get that. but that's Especially a, now when your quarterback has a bad calf. <laughs> I, I, get I knew that. you were going to go there with it. I get that. But what I, what I will say is if you watched that game yesterday – there were a couple moments when things got a little weird, but there were a lot of moments. And Antonio was talking about it on the game a lot. There were a lot of moments where Dak was just standing back there and had all day. Like there was a wall of protection. And so even with still, they're giving him time. He has time to get the ball out there. You get a guy like Gallup out on the outside now who can really go yard. I think that's where you have yeah. just that extra dimension. You're right. The, the crossing routes are always in today's game. That's, that's the preferred way to get the ball downfield quickly. But I think you, when you got that guy that can just go, I think that adds a whole different dimension to the offense. And right now, I just don't think they have. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, not to say that Tyron Smith is going to be out or anything, but we already know that he's getting banged up. And History says Tyron's going to miss two games. <laughs> right. History right. says that. So right. with that being said, I feel more comfortable keeping Steele in the game just to keep the rhythm going and keep him doing what he's been doing and just, I'm not, I don't want to say to wait. Bench Collins? <laughs> what? Are you saying to bench him? No. Well, who? Lyle. Lyle. I mean, he can... Warm up and. and <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, welcome to the break. Stay ready. Stay listen, ready, Lyle. Welcome to the break. This is an amber moment. Sorry, Mr. All Pro. Can you please just sit down over there for a minute? <laughs> you can warm up if you yeah. like. <laughs> we, right. We're talking about good chemistry. There's no hard feelings. It's okay. I know he, he really tried hard to get back on the field and get back from that suspension. But at the same time, I don't want to mess with Steele. Leave him there. I have a feeling. I'm not saying I obviously do not want him, uh, don't want this to happen. But if Tyron, for whatever reason, is not able to play, I'd rather, you know, at that point, bring Lyle Collins back in, who is a guy who has the experience, he's a veteran, he can get back into things rather quickly than me mess with a guy that's, uh, you know, finally starting to find his groove. I so that's that's how I see it, and that's I get it. He's a veteran guy and all, but let's ask it this no way. hard feelings. Which position poses more of a threat of something going wrong by replacing the guys that currently are in position? If you mm. replace a steel, if you replace steel, is there a greater chance of Collins causing some issues up front? Uh, that's versus, a loaded question. Uh, it is a loaded that's question. That's a loaded question. <laughs> it is a loaded question, but but there's risk. There's risk yeah, with because replacing you, because, steel. Right because now. I mean, yeah, you, I can, you, you, you can put a receiver out there and he literally has no impact in the game. You just don't go to him, and it doesn't right. hurt you. It doesn't help you. Right. You know whatsoever. Go ahead. Add to my point. No, I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not adding to your point. It's I thought just, he was making your point. <laughs> for you. yeah, no, but what point. I'm saying is, is that that. I know what you're saying. Lyle, you know, anything can go wrong with the Absolutely. offensive line, right? Absolutely. It's like, the, here's the bad part. Like, offensive line and cornerback are the two positions on the field where you can do everything right for 99 snaps. Yeah. And on the 100th snap, you can be so dominant for 99, I mean, pancake mm-hmm. blocks or mm-hmm. pass breakups and your great coverage and all that. And then on the 100th snap, mm-hmm. Give up a sack, yeah. and all of a sudden you yeah. trash. You lose your quarterback to, for the season. You lose your quarterback for the season, <laughs> right. or you can point. give up, you know, a, yeah. a pass behind your head and four touchdown. Game's over. Now it's like, you like, wait, I just locked him down for ninety nine plays. Yeah, I gave yeah, up one. You know, so, those are the two spots where it's so much pressure on them for them to be so good all the time because the one moment they yeah. aren't can be. So to that point, though, to that point, are you secure? And now, now I'm, this is no knock on Collins. This is anybody in the offensive line, but your offensive tackle, your right tackle. Right, mm-hmm. coming out and missing six weeks. He's he's been he's gonna be six yeah. weeks rusty. 
This yeah. isn't this isn't him coming through all the through camp and then coming and playing against Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he's fresh and he's been playing. This is six weeks of not practicing. Correct? And by the way, remember, offensive line is the area where we always hear it. It's about continuity. Yeah. As much as it is about any individual and their abilities, it's about how are they working as a unit. So if you got a unit that's working pretty well together, do you really want to disrupt that? Remind me again, how much work do you actually get to do when you're suspended? Are you, you're not you allowed to work out, out work out with the trainers. That's yeah, he was able to be in right? the building, but he was not able to practice. Yeah, he hasn't practiced yeah. he hasn't at all that. for six weeks. For this, well, after this week, it'll be six weeks. Yeah, give me the best player. Uh, that's just me. I hear you. That's just me. <laughs> and I, honestly, I don't think you got a wrong answer. No wrong right? answer. No, I don't no. think you got that's a wrong answer. Comfort level is. It's, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, I think you when when Monday gets here. Uh, you know, whenever they get back to practice, whatever you know, for 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 the Minnesota game, <laughs> run them on some gassers. No, he, you, you, <laughs> you're in all the time, buddy. Like yeah. you can't be tired. You just have five weeks off. Let's go. Like yeah, I'm, let's let's go. Let's go. And I even give. Here's a moment in time. Hey, Tyree, rest the ankle. Still, get still. Over there. Let's yep. go. No, like, for sure. You know. Yeah. So I'm just saying, Lyle will get every single rep in practice. Yeah. Like you will. Don't think about facts. When we're doing a water break, go get a rep. Facts. Like every single rep you'll get in practice. But then at, at the end of the week, I'll know. Mm, we're gonna go with steal this game. Give you another week. Yep. But you're gonna get every rep mm-hmm. starting on that Monday that's, preparation for that's facts. for Minnesota. That will happen. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap. Could race for it. What'd you say? Race? <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Lyle so, might win. We don't know. He wasn't talking about him. He was talking about me and you. Oh, well, we're not. We're not talking about him, but yeah. that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a wrap, man. We'll be back tomorrow. We got lots to talk about tomorrow. We're going to flip over to the defensive side. There's so many storylines yes. around this team on the defensive side, but we'll do that tomorrow. Till then, for Isaiah Stanback, Jesse Holly, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. Let's go. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!